Well, good morning, New Hope. What sets up a sermon better than the Pink Panther theme song? Man, that just gets me wanting to preach. Amen. Good to be with you. Hey, a man fell off a cliff, but he managed to grab onto a tree as he was falling down this cliff, and the following conversation ensued. Is anybody up there? I'm here. I'm the Lord. Do you believe in me? I believe in you, Lord. I really believe in you, but I I can't hang on much longer. Well, that's good. It's all right. I'll save you. Just let go of the tree and trust me. Moment passed. Anybody else up there? (laughs) I think we can all relate. There's times in our life we go, we have to break through faith barriers. And times like this can be, can be challenging. They can seem continually to break through these faith barriers. Can we trust God more and more? Let's watch now the New Hope story of New Hopers Roger and Jane Anderson from our Isani campus and see the inspiring story of the faith barriers they've had to break through and continually break through. Check this out. Hello, my name is Roger and this is my wife, Jane. We've been married for 35 years. We have five kids. In October of 2012, Jane and I were in Bangkok, Thailand, teaching conversational English. And at the end of the term, we were on a tour bus on a field trip outside of Bangkok. Tour buses' brakes failed. Right from the beginning, I could see God in this picture because I knew I was paralyzed, but I never wanted to be dead, which surprised me. Um, My physical journey started with two months in Bangkok to stabilize me enough to come home to Abbott, where I then had five more surgeries. My mantra became, it is what it is. Some of the mental and emotional barriers I had to get through, first of all, was denial. I just could not believe this had happened. There were things like exhaustion and driving back and forth to the hospital in the Twin Cities. The two words I hated to hear most of all, new normal. Many of my friends have had trouble accepting this or I'm just left out of things. I feel left out a lot. And um, never knowing what each day is going to bring, whether it's going to be a good day or a bad day. Is everything ready to work today? Am I going to be embarrassed today? There have been times when I've felt like I needed to break out of prison. Just not being able to ever do anything on my own. That, I think, is the biggest prison. The one thing that I have found that I have been able to get back to is painting. And so that's become a real release for me within my prison. I have faith barriers that I struggle with. One of the major ones still is that 
Jane. More than anything is watching Roger. One of the big ways that I see God in this, number one, I haven't been angry. Number two is I am so much more patient than I have ever been. The most unique thing that comes to my mind that convinces me that God is involved is friends and family and neighbors got together and did two fundraising events for us so that we could purchase a wheelchair accessible van. I would tell anyone here at New Hope who feels like they need a prison break it's just like the Bible says, he will never leave us or forsake us. I would give them the verse, Romans 8, 18. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. I've always described myself as a Martha, and I think he's trying to turn me into a Mary, and I'm not sure that's quite going to happen. but. It's getting there. Amen. Well, how about you? What are the faith barriers God is encouraging you to break through? In our series, Prison Break, we see today that Peter is needing to step through different faith barriers. Follow along as I read the part of our story in Acts chapter 12. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said, and the chains fell off Peter's wrists. Then the angel said to him, put on your clothes and sandals, and Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me, the angel told him. Peter followed him out of prison, but he had no idea what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought he was seeing a vision. They passed the first and the second guards and came to the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them by itself, and they went through it. When they walked the length of one street, suddenly the angel left him. Our big idea today is this. We can break out and overcome our barriers if we seek and follow God in his path of freedom. And as we, as we look through this story, there's four things that I want to point out. If you're taking notes on your bulletin, there's four things I want to pull out of the story that help us break out and overcome. So first of all, we can break out and overcome our barriers if we submit to God. As we go through this series in our Daniel fast, we're, we're leaning into God and we're saying, God, we need you. We're desperate for a prison break, for a breakthrough in our lives, in our community. But can you imagine what the early church was dealing with? Their beloved leader, the Apostle James, was murdered by King Herod. Their world, their faith, had been rocked by this tragedy. And maybe you can identify with the church. You've gone through some tough times. You've lost some loved ones. You've had challenges to your faith. And you question your faith. Maybe at times you're ready to throw in the towel. 
it's important to realize this tension as we talk about a prison break, as we talk about Peter being delivered, right before it happened, James was killed. And so there's this tension. There's this dilemma. The tension of the death of James and the deliverance of Peter is not what some would call a name-it-claim-it faith. It's not a prosperity theology where it's a rosy path, smooth sailing. Sometimes our prison breaks involve loss. Sometimes our prison breaks and the way that God wants to work us out is to keep us in prison for a little while like Joseph. Sometimes it comes through hard times, but through it all, we can see the light, we can see the great truth. Jane said, Romans 8.18, our present suffering isn't worth the glory that will be revealed in us. And if you go farther in Romans 8.28, it says, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Or as my youngest daughter, Faith, uh, paraphrased this verse when she was young, God turns hard things to good. We shouldn't be asking the question, what will make me happy? But what will bring God glory? What is his perfect will? Can I trust his plan, his goodness, his faithfulness, his ability to make things right? These are tough questions, but we see through the testimony of the saints in Scripture and through the saints of all time, God is always good. Robert McFarlane was a recent convert and was forced to take control of an insurance agency in order to save the money he had put in and invested in it. By the third year of the strain, and the stress, he was struggling against defeat and frustration. And as he drove to the office one day, he was filled with the the temptation, the urge to just leave town and disappear. Into this inner turmoil came a voice, pull over to the curb. And as if someone was right in there in the car with him, It said, my son had strains that you will never know. And when he had those strains, he turned to me. You should do the same. Robert sat at the wheel sobbing. And he went to the office facing major problems by the end of the day. They were substantially solved. God is good, isn't he? When we go through hard times and barriers, we need to follow Jesus and follow his pattern. When the strains of the world and the strains of the cross, he looked to his heavenly father. He submitted to the father. He trusted in him. And God wants us to do the same. And he wants us to do the same because he wants to break through and to meet us and to meet our needs and to speak with us and to care for us and to bless us. If we want to break out and overcome our barriers, we need to first of all submit to God. And secondly, we surround ourselves with prayer. Surround yourself with prayer. 
Last week, before this part of the story, we read in Acts 12.5 that the church prayed fervently for Peter or earnestly. The Greek word translated here is ektenos, which means fully stretched. And we get the image of a rope that is fully taut, fully pulled. This is a prayer that is stretched, that is costly, that involves more than a brief moment. This is praying that is persevering. This is the praying, the knocking at the door that won't give up till an answer comes from heaven. It would have been easy for the church to to give in, to throw in the towel of their faith after James was murdered. But instead, they pressed into prayer. They prayed earnestly. They leaned in with greater faith. Earlier in the week, a friend texted me early in the morning and said, I'm praying for you, PJ. He calls me PJ, Pastor John, I guess. Simple text, simple prayer, but I will never take a prayer for granted. Who knows what was happening in the heavenlies? Who knows how God was stirring that person to pray? I will never take that for granted. It's always a blessing. It's always encouraging. Last week, we we learned that Peter, it was remarkable, right? Peter, on the night before he's to be executed, is sleeping peacefully between two guards. That's a sign of his faith. That's a sign of what God's doing. But it's also a sign of the church praying. And a peace would come over him. Church, when people pray for us, when we are surrounded by prayer, a peace comes over us. I don't know who's praying for you. I don't know if you've had a praying grandma. I don't know if you surround yourselves with with people of prayer. I don't know if you take advantage, church, of opportunities to pray. The altar's open every week. I'll never turn down prayer. Justin was teasing me a little bit last week, right? And said, well, John came and he said, what, what shall we do? I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to pray about it. Surround yourselves with prayer. If you want that breakthrough, if you want to break out and overcome, we need to submit to God. We need to surround ourselves with prayer. And thirdly, stand up in faith. After we submit and pray, we need to take a simple step of faith. The angel came into Peter's prison. He jolts him awake. He he gives him some pretty easy directions. Get up. Peter gets up. The chains fall off. And then he tells him, put on your clothes and sandals. And Peter did. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. My wife was doing her her workout video this week, and some words from the instructor kind of resonated in her spirit. It were these words, it's simple, but not easy. Just like physical exercise, just like taking healthy choices, it's simple, but not easy. Doing some spiritual disciplines, doing some form of fasting is simple, but not easy. Can I get an amen? Are you missing sugar? I don't know if you've been reading the awesome devotionals by our staff. I'm so proud of the staff. Uh, if you didn't pick up one of these uh, devotionals in the last couple of weeks, pick one up at the counter. Every day during the Daniel fast till February 2nd, a staff person is writing a devotional. 
And I was so proud of, of one of our new hopers who texted me this week, who did the devotional and saw breakthrough. Here's the text from his words. Thank you for the devotional today. I connected a few roots of bitterness in my heart to the way I've been feeling towards the company I work for, even though I love the people and the mission. I've been able to identify, confess, and ask for forgiveness. I was able to address them rather than run from them as I have done in the past. This means more to me than I can articulate, but I just want to say thank you. There's power in simple obedience, taking a simple step of faith to to read the devotional, to confess and see breakthrough. Did you catch that part? I didn't run like I usually did. That's a breakthrough, church. And God wants to use that testimony to bring more breakthroughs. What are things you have run from that God is calling you to break through that faith barrier, to submit, to surround in prayer, and to stand up in faith with a simple step? Many times this standing up in faith, this taking this faith step that God calls us to, the scripture can use some imagery of clothing ourselves. And I trust that us Minnesotans are pretty good at daily clothing ourselves. Right? Or I might be getting more visitation calls for frostbite and hypothermia. So, so good job, church. Right? What, what does Romans 13, 14 say? Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Again, uh, Colossians 3, 12 has similar language to clothe ourselves. And Peter even says... In 1 Peter 5, 5, in the same way, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders. All of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. What do you think Peter's thinking about when he's writing these words? Clothe yourselves with humility. I don't know about you. I think he's thinking back to his prison break experience. When the angel told him, clothe yourselves, put on your sandals, put, put on your cloak, follow me. I don't know about you, but I, I would remember that experience. And what a great faith remembrance to just daily clothe ourselves with Jesus. So how can you put on Jesus and take that step and believe him for the barriers to just take that next right step? Justin did a great job describing the birthright to freedom, and I just wanted to give a word. You have uh, these brochures spread out on chairs around you. If that resonated with you, if there, there feels like, man, there may be something in my life of just some generational sin or some things that have been passed down, this is a wonderful opportunity that God is inviting some of you to come on the heels of freedom here in the Daniel Fast at the end of February to come to the Birthright to Freedom seminar. Just a testimony, I I know this missionary couple who recognized in their lineage, in their family lineage, there were a couple of men who were a part of what society would say is just a fine, good-willed fraternity, but in certain fraternities there are secret oaths, and some of those oaths tie things to evil forces. 
And so they recognized these things and they prayed through these things and confessed these things to break off. And God brought freedom. He brought them out of their insecurity. He brought them into a new place, a spirit-filled place of following him and knowing his joy, knowing his presence, knowing freedom. We can break out and overcome our barriers if we seek and follow God in his path of freedom. The fourth and final way we can break out is when we shout out a testimony. After Peter is set free, the angel leaves him and he realizes this is really real. And he goes to the church who were praying for him. In Acts 12, 17, he tells them, the Lord led me out of prison. There's something about giving a shout out of giving a testimony that's good for the soul. Just like we said, the prayers of others, it lifts up our faith. A testimony lifts up our faith and encourages others. Maybe my breakthrough is coming. Maybe my prison break is coming. When we testify, when we build up faith of those who are similarly looking for the breakthrough, we're encouraged, we're built up to start this cycle over again, to submit, to surround, to stand, to shout the goodness of God. Just this week in our our prayer force on on Tuesday mornings, we we were praying over this. We were praying for our time today. How would God help people see their breakthrough? And God gave a picture. The Spirit of God moving through a dungeon where people were imprisoned and the chains started rattling. Church, who's in that company? Who's in that company of those who want to break free? who are ready to stand up and let the chains fall off. I'm so thankful for this past year, for those who have been set free from prisons of darkness, of evil, impurity, bitterness, unforgiveness. I'm so thankful for those God has called out of a prison and set them free. I'm so thankful for that testimony this week of someone just reading the devotional, Confessing sin and and being set free. Who's next? Who's in that company? As we close our service today, we celebrate communion. And Jesus says, "This, my body is broken for you. My blood is shed for you. This bread is his body. This cup is his blood. And we remember what he has done for us to set us free. And so as the worship team comes, and as they lead us in this final song, come and receive his grace. Come and receive his body. Come and receive his promises. Because he desperately wants to connect with you. He desperately wants to receive his grace and walk forward in his freedom. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you, God, 
that you hear the prayers of your people. Lord, it's not always the way we want it, but we, we look to you. You're God and we're not. Have your way in our lives. Show us our breakthrough, God. Hear our prayers. We need you. We love you. We worship you. Have your way. Fill our hearts. Pour out your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.